are listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the heart of the Kilkenny compound, where I am happy to be warm. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where other than a frost delay at the golf course this morning, it's warm here too. I'm Andrew Hoffman. There you go. Frost delay. Frost delay. Yeah. So these are the weird days. I remember these as a kid. These were like layer up days. You got to... You know, it's like 20 degrees in the morning and 50, 60 in the afternoon. Yeah, I think 66 degrees right now. So, <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's a, it's definitely an uh, interesting climate, that's for sure. But I'm podcasting instead of golfing right now, so there we go. <laughs> Not well, at all bitter. <laughs> we, could, come on, could you be golfing right, right now if you wanted to? Yeah, I'd, Take my lunch break to golf instead of to, to podcast. Have you been taking lunch breaks to golf? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. How far to the course? Five minutes. Wow. That's good Good for you, man. Good for you. So, well, you're, you're really trying to drive in those donations. Man, I'm, I can't even golf right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a vitamin D therapy. Absolutely. Vitamin D therapy is important. I told my mom, she happened to ask something about uh, vitamin D, and if I'm taking any, and I told her how much I'm taking. She's like, well, you, you could probably take less than that. You are in Oklahoma now. <laughs> yeah. It does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, it, I I think we nailed it uh, two episodes ago. Uh with the uh, strategic rug pull. Yeah. I think that the strategic, either the rug pull theory or the strategic retreat are both kind of, not kind of, both in full effect right now. It's a, it's a, it's a strange media landscape, you know. The, the things mm-hmm. that, that made me a crazy conspiracy theorist just a mere six months ago, totally out in the open and, and known. Or three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, e- even Oregon, they they made the mask mandate permanent. It just uh, from the standpoint of whenever they want, they just declare mask mandate. And but they said, "Oh, don't worry, we'll we'll lift the mask mandate by the end of March." Unreal this mask mandate. So. Yeah. Well, this it's weird because it's it, it seems like. There's a real possibility Washington State will be the last one to lift the mandate. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does it is Inslee not up for re-election? Uh 2022, he must not be. I don't think so. Because well, governor No, cuz he he was elected in 2020. So. With Trump, yeah, or the, with during the Trump election. Yeah. Where in 
I saw all these cult signs and all these Trumps, not a ton of, not a ton of Trump signs, but a ton of Lauren Culp signs up there in Washington. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's going to vote for Trump. Everybody's going to vote for Culp. It's going to be a big change up. They're going to change it up. And oh, uh, did, that was back when you believed in elections, Tim. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that cute? <laughs> isn't that cute? I can't believe they wrote me into actually trying. Yeah. At the end, like towards the end of my political. You know, just, I mean, just recently, I'm 40 years old, never been roped in before, except trying to vote for Carrie back in the day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I, I do want to apologize so, well, to everybody real quick before we get any further. Okay. I am kind of an idiot, and we talk about this a lot because sometimes I don't hit record, sometimes I do this, sometimes I do that. Last week, send off the audio to our audio editor, who is a certified pro. Like, he's a professional audio editor. He sends it back. I upload the original, not the one that he sent back. (laughs) So I'm like coming home from church last Sunday, and I have no less than three emails complaining about the sound and how terrible it is, even people giving me tips. And I'm like, what is going on? So I mentioned it to him, and he's like, yeah, this doesn't sound right. This isn't the same. So, anyway, mm. I I uh, deleted and re-upload. I think two more versions that were the, the audio was fixed. So, thank you for the emails. Uh, if you happen to hear bad audio again, just uh, delete the podcast from your from your podcatcher of choice and then re-download because that's what ended up happening. I think most people got the the uh, the fixed version. I even sent out a couple of yeah. emails to some people like, hey, just download the fixed version. So anyway, it's, uh, that was all on me. Uh, we're still working it out over here. I did want to note, I did mention this in one of the emails I sent out. At least three people from the back office were fired over that. You know, I, <laughs> how, like the editing team, you know, where were they on that? I needed them really yeah. Yeah, to step up. Well, you could, you could uh, save it as rough version and mm-hmm. save it as cleaned up version oh yeah yeah thank you thank you for the tips on the <laughs> workflow yeah yeah. i'm just i need to actually just read and not say oh because he said i used this version of the the audio and i was like oh okay that means i should use uh, i just like oh, didn't okay. think of, i should upload that version and he little did i know he had that version and then edited at the end so it's just a you know, a workflow issue between two people. Uh, and, and by two people, I mean it was a workflow issue on my end. <laughs> Not on him at all. But we we are very appreciative of the audio editing yes, help. Absolutely, so, we are. It makes a big yeah. difference for us. I think it may, it'll make a big difference for listeners. If I can ever get the right version out, um, and, it, and it really is going to clean up and uh, keep so, my time to kind of a minimum because we don't want to get in a situation where I'm not wanting to do the pod oh i hate that i don't want to do the podcast because i don't want to do all of the work that comes along with it so let's uh yeah we'll keep it up yeah we'll you know we'll put out the versions that he's worked on so that he won't be ashamed to say like i helped these guys with their podcast (laughs) exactly exactly and uh yeah i actually had i actually changed up his credit in the show notes so each 
credit is audio production courtesy of Witness the Light Music. And uh, nice. he does he does some uh, audio editing for uh, Christian artists and whatnot. So that is uh, that is cool. It's now an international internationally produced podcast. It is internationally yeah. produced. That's true. He is hailing from the wonderful province of Alberta, Canada. So, speaking of Canada, speaking of Canada, the. Trucker stuff still going, Cute. and then I do have uh, Pastor Artur Pulowski. We played a long clip from him last week, and right after that, they arrested him again. Oh, great. So this comes from LifeSite News. Uh, Pastor Artur Pulowski arrested again before joining Freedom Trucker Rally. Pulowski was scheduled to appear at the trucker blockage in Alberta before being arrested for mischief by undercover police. Um, So, and there's video of it. He was arrested at his home in Calgary and not so much him, but some other people yell at the police and it's a good video to watch, but do they call him Nazis? Yes. Oh, good. Good. I think it might be his brother because it sounds like him. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, it's like his tagline, getting arrested, calling people Nazis. Yeah, but so this is right after the clip we played was, last week. Yeah, February 8th, so only a couple days after the clip from last week. And uh, mischief, is that a criminal offense that justifies dragging someone out of their house? With SWAT team? No, I don't think so. Mischief. Not even criminal mischief. In the U.S., there's an offense called criminal mischief, but this is just mischief. Mischief, yeah. Can't be doing that. So, what does that mean? I mean, we've got the full... I didn't... I probably should have clipped... I don't know if you've got any Canadian Parliament clips, but the opposition... I do. I have like a five-minute Canadian Parliament clip. Yeah, but... um, it might be the one I'm thinking of, so I'll I'll let you do that, or if you get something else on the the truckers. But my my take is, you know, the mainstream politicians are taking the side of the truckers at this point. So. Yeah, uh, for sure. And that I think it was just I was off of the show last week for a few minutes, and this uh, well, we played this clip, Pierre Pol- Poliver. Believer, uh, standing up for truckers in the uh, parliament last week. Well, now, <laughs> turns out, I, you know, I accidentally picked the hits. This guy is going to run for uh, prime minister. So he sees his opportunity. He's going to take it. That's all well and good. Some pictures have already surfaced of him taking a picture with Bill Gates. I don't know what that means. You know, it might be him just taking a picture of Bill Gates. I don't find Bill Gates pictures to be quite as damning as uh, Epstein pictures, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, that was what that was. I have some clips of Trudeau in Parliament uh, and kind of, <laughs> yeah, I think the writing's kind of is, is on the wall and the people there can see this is their opportunity to stand with a huge portion of Canadians and then maybe even further their own political gain. Not necessarily all for righteous reasons, but 
he's getting peppered in uh, Parliament right now, and he doesn't know what to do with it. I mean, he just he speaks in platitudes. He's not a real person, is he? He's just a front no. for some super evil organization. Oh, before I get to that, would you like to hear the front for the evil organization? Uh, talking him up before you hear him get... Do we want to hear him getting talked up or peppered in Parliament first? Oh, him getting talked up would be good. Prime Minister, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, friends. As you know, the theme of this annual meeting is mastering the fourth industrial revolution. I couldn't imagine... Anybody who could represent more the world which will come out of this fourth industrial revolution. It will be a young world. It will be a digital world. Now, who could represent such a world better than you, Prime Minister? We are very glad that at the beginning of this meeting, you are talking to us to represent also a new open Canada. I want to use this opportunity also to thank our Canadian constituency, which always has been a very loyal and very much engaged constituency here at the Forum. But now, I think with you, together with our constituents, Prime Minister, we can make sure that uh, in the future, we strengthen the cooperation even more with your country. Prime Minister, we are very much looking forward to listen to you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Professor Schwab, for your warm welcome and for bringing this impressive group together. Today, we are gathered here to contemplate, to contemplate whether we are in the stages uh, of the fourth industrial revolution about to begin. What a breathtaking possibility that is. The one thing certain about the next industrial revolution is, like the three that preceded it, it will bring enormous change. And if you are looking for a country that has the diversity, the resilience, the positivity, and mostly the confidence that will not just manage this change, but take advantage of it, there has never been a better time to look to Canada. Look to Canada as I <laughs> swear my allegiance to the World Economic Forum and this professor... As I read from a teleprompter, can't even pr properly pronounce the word, word contemplate. Yeah, but uh, con template is actually, there's something there. The, the con template. <laughs> the truth wants to come out. The con template. E even, even there. Like, it doesn't seem like he's a real person. He's just... No. He's backed up by some evil people. He's getting a pat on the back by... Some sort of fatherly figure, not Castro this time. Um, and he still feels like he's just reading 
It's a teleprompter. I mean, he's, a em- he's an empty suit. Is, is he the definition of an empty suit? I thought it was Jay Inslee, but I mean, it could be Trudeau. Mm, yeah, I, they're definitely similar. Like, it's like, how did this person even, when Inslee's case, like, how did he even make it to be like an ambulance chaser lawyer? <laughs> yes. And then, uh, as one of the, the truckers said about Trudeau, he's a, 22 he's got a 22 caliber mind in a 357 world that's that is uh 100% accurate too i can't believe i don't have this here but goodness i saved that and i'm not sure where it is now but i didn't know that he had his own little sexual relationship with a student do you know about this uh, yeah. Not I mean, brought up enough. He's transferred yeah. out of a school district very quickly and settled on a seven-figure settlement with the girl uh, and her family. A famous attorney represented her, and he leaked out some of the details when it didn't seem like a, the deal was going to go through. And yeah, seven-figure uh, NDA settlement. So, uh, you know. He's got that uh, got that blackmail in there. Could have been, mm-hmm. you know, could have been a, a friend of Epstein serving to Satan. But you know, I won't even I won't even play the jingle. I'll just get right into. Well, I think he was he, like a a drama teacher or something. He literally was a drama teacher. Yeah. Yes, literally. Yeah, yeah. I've seen hats that say "Make Trudeau a drama teacher again." Yeah, except he's shouldn't be allowed near children. So. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, with maybe like a drama teacher in a prison. That would be a good job for him. Well, like he can teach drama to inmates. That'd be great. I think he. I think he's got the face for it. He, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll be. He'll be popular in no time. Yeah. Um, but politicians are, you know, if they're one thing, they're very predictable, and they smell blood in the water with this prime minister. Mm-hmm. Some clips from Parliament. But we are seeing other governments around the world step up with lower vaccination rates and say, look, we hear you. You've been traumatized. We're moving forward. Here's the deadline. This is the plan. No more mandates. No more masks. No more distancing. You can travel. You can live your life. You can hug each other again. Here's the date. This is the plan. Here's the thresholds. None of that in Canada. Absolutely none of that from the prime minister. People have been traumatized and they're mobilizing because they need some hope. They need somebody in this house of privilege to come down from our ivory towers and say, okay, little people, we hear you. So sorry we've traumatized you for two years. We're going to step up and we're going to give you some hope. Here's a deadline. The member opposite is laughing. The people in this house are incredibly privileged. You've kept, pardon me, that member has kept his job. Thousands of Canadians have lost their job. And he's laughing about his privilege, his own privilege. What has he done to serve members that are marginalized during this pandemic in his community, Mr. Speaker, but laugh at them in this House of Commons? Shame on that member. The heckling of Trudeau continues in clip 14. And mandates, we're seeing things change very quickly, and rightly so. Dr. Tam has said that vaccine mandates should be reevaluated, and today the chair of the Quebec Liberal Caucus clearly and strongly stated it's time to end the divisiveness and the politicization and end the mandates. We conservatives could not agree more. This cannot be a slow and dragged out process simply because of the Prime Minister's ego, pride, 
or denial. Canadians are too tired. Canadians need hope. So will the Prime Minister follow the science, follow the evidence, and the restrictions, and the mandates? The right honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, everyone is sick and tired of lockdowns, of uh, the measures we have to do, of the sacrifices we've had to make. But Canadians have continued to step up over the past two years, been there for each other, been there to get vaccinated. And that's uh, the unity we've seen across the country of people who've been there for their neighbours, who've been there for their frontline health workers. That's what Canadians are going to continue to do. That's how we get through and back to the things we love. We're going to continue to follow the science. We're going to continue to have Canadians' backs. We're going to continue to protect people's lives. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Countries like Ireland, Sweden, Norway, Israel, Czech Republic, the UK, Spain, Denmark, they're all removing restrictions and mandates, and they're all countries that have a lower vaccine rate than Canada. Hmm. Here in Canada, though, we have a Prime Minister who refuses to lead and instead is being divisive. I have to agree with the MP for Louis Hebert when he says, people don't know where public health ends and politics begins. Canadians want their lives back. So again, I ask the Prime Minister, will you follow, will he follow the evidence? Will he follow the science and the mandates and the restrictions quickly? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, every step of the way, we have had Canadians' backs by following the science, by working closely with Opposition asked a question and she's trying to hear, but she can't hear it above all the uh, heckling and shouting that's going on. So I'm going to ask everyone to just keep it down so she can hear the answer coming from the Prime Minister, the Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, from the beginning of this pandemic, we have followed science, we have had Canadians' backs, we've actually seen uh, a uh, less severe impact on lives, on livelihoods, and our economy uh, than many other countries, including the ones that the Leader of the Opposition named. We will continue to follow the science. We will continue to lean on each other as Canadians as we make it through uh, this pandemic. Uh, we know that it's tiring, we know it's exhausting, but we also know that having each other's backs is the way through this pandemic. The Leader of the Opposition. Speaker, the Prime Minister has politicized the pandemic and been divisive and even his own members are seeing it. Now countries around the world are opening up and even here in Canada, provinces are opening up. They're following the science and the evidence, whether it's Dr. Henry in BC, Dr. Moore in Ontario, they all agree we have to learn to live with COVID. Conservatives believe that living with COVID means opening up and ending the mandates, and I believe there are some Liberals who believe the same thing. So will the Prime Minister follow the science and the lockdowns and let Canada once again be the true North, strong and free? The right Honourable Prime Minister. 
Mr. Speaker, I'm extremely pleased to hear the Conservatives finally talking about following science because that's something that they have fallen down on throughout this pandemic. Whether it was not choosing to get vaccinated, uh, whether it's continuing to debate uh, over the effectiveness of public health measures. Fortunately, we've been working with provincial premiers right across the country to bring in the kinds of restrictions, the kinds of mandates that have saved Canadians' lives. Unfortunately, we see Conservatives continuing to both call an end to the protests from in here and support them out there. They need to be more responsible leaders to get through this and to play less politics. Let's start here. This is just listen to listen to what Justin Trudeau says in clip 10 and you tell me. Is he talking about the freedom convoy or is he talking about COVID restrictions in clip 10? Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. It has to stop. Well, I got to give credit where credit was due. Of course, that was Owen Schroyer of uh, Infowars.com, but uh, a good mashup. Uh, he's, you know, Trudeau's feeling the heat there in the parliament, which is uh, refreshing to see. Yeah, and, and the former leader of the Conservative Party of Canada was booted out, and he certainly deserved to be booted out because he was the one who, you know, ran against Trudeau by saying, oh, yes, I want vaccine mandates too. (laughs) So, yeah, this is, um, it's good that he's out. This gal, I don't know anything about her. She's, you know, from a uh, political actor perspective, I think she's got some potential. So certainly don't trust her, but uh, I could see... I could see them swapping out for a, a new prime minister and, oh, see, everything's good now. And we're following the science by, uh, you know, vaccines are still good. We're still keeping the the whole agenda going forward. It's just we'll back off on these mandates and these restrictions. Yeah, that seems like a, a way forward, if not an obvious one, a... Uh a possible one. I, I don't know. It's it's just, it's 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 bizarre. I don't think Trudeau makes it out. And I, you know, I messaged you about a week or two ago. I was like, is it possible they'll just let Trudeau get fed to the wolves? And you said, no, no. He's he drew the short straw because his election has been uh, sewed up a little bit, uh, yeah, quicker or more or more recently. But it's looking more and more like they he can't. It's untenable. Yeah, I mean, full on heckling. <laughs> which I don't think is normal. I love Parliament. For Canada. I, mean, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's somewhat normal in the English Parliament. In the Canadian yeah. Parliament, I think they're a little more polite, but uh, they they keep it. I don't know. There's something about it. it's just kind of humorous to me. I, I enjoy yeah. the enjoy the, the parliamentary arguments. Here, <laughs> can you imagine if they made Biden like actually show up in that atmosphere? <laughs> An answer to stuff? Yeah, just like with people yelling at him and heckling him. Look here, pal. Listen. <laughs> I've I've known black kids that were just as smart as white kids. Wait, what? What? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so bad. No, so I think there is... I guess my takeaway is truckers don't take the deal. There's like a, de- gonna, there's a gonna, deal coming? 
there's a deal coming and it's if you take the deal if you take the compromise uh, this doesn't end well yeah it just it just gets you know one mile back 10 miles forward in the the long term of the of tyranny yeah so the strategic rug pull continues yeah uh, boots on the ground from Theo. Theo is our pilot who listens to this show, uh, who doesn't have a job anymore, you know, because they, starting November 1st, they insisted if you had a, uh, had, didn't get the vaccine, then you would no, no longer be allowed to fly, which by the way, some really weird kind of aviation accidents recently. Yeah. But anyway, uh, hi, Tim and Andrew. Thanks so much for your podcast. Really encouraging to hear you guys reflect on the events from Christ honoring perspective. Just thought I would share a couple of things from the Freedom Convoy. First is a compilation that overlays our prime minister's description of the convoy with actual footage. My wife found this video and much to the surprise uh, to our surprise, a photo of my son holding a hope, truth, freedom sign appears around the two minute mark. Nice. I know it doesn't make for great podcast audio unless you like the sultry voice of Justin Trudeau, since it's the juxtaposition of the footage that tells the real story. Nonetheless, thought you'd appreciate it. I will also include an opinion article written by MP, Member of Parliament, which is essentially a senator congresswoman combined. I was con- senator slash congressman combined. We do have a senator, but they are appointed, not elected. And the Senate is essentially a formality and a rubber stamp to everything parliament passes. Of course, I disagree with some of the framing. Uh, of course, I disagree with some of the pro-Palestinian stuff. Since all four major parties have been a lockstep in this agenda, the conservative party just ousted their leader. So the interim leader appears to have allowed for a counter narrative finally, even though it's firmly steeped in a left-right paradigm. Thanks and God bless. Here is an article from the Toronto Sun. Some other things worth noting, which you will not hear from mainstream news, is the amount of respect and decency the protesters have displayed. They walk around at night picking up garbage. They shovel snow to clear the sidewalks. They have people manning National War Memorial to ensure the monument and area around it is respected. How many other protests can boast the same? <laughs> so it was a... It was a violent, a violent but mostly polite protest. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a very polite protest, and it's because it's all, you know, it's real people. It's actual Canadians who are generally polite people. But. This is the gal I think who wrote this article that you were just talking about, who has some uh, Rachel Thomas. She is the one who has some some political clout that might uh, help us is out. Is she here. the leader of the as a, as conservatives? A, I'm, a, I'm an MP and I support the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. Here's why. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we try to get in depth on some stuff, but we just don't understand the inner uh, workings a, of this. I think as it's well. a different person, but different yeah. person. Yeah. But anyway, Rachel Thomas, member of Parliament. Duh, 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 duh. When farmers were protesting in India, Mr. Trudeau instructed Prime Minister Modi to listen to the people who were peacefully protesting, and he spoke of the importance of resolving issues through dialogue. He would do well to take his own advice. The people are waiting. Very cool. Okay. Thank you, Theo. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of a catch-22. Like, we can either cover Canadian stuff and not really know what we're talking about, or we can just (laughs) not cover it, which probably isn't super helpful to people in Canada either. No, and I I should be ashamed of myself. I should know more than I do, but I I just, I don't. So you get some, some Canadian family. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should at least understand how it all works, but, uh, 
Uh, I also spoke to my cousin well, well, uh, here, who went the, to Van- Vancouver and did his own version of a convoy slash protest. He was a truck. He was driving a, a great big pickup truck in the support of the uh, protesters. Uh, and in typical Northwest fashion, as we would call it, or Southeast, as they would call it in Canada, you know, that Seattle, Vancouver area. They were called racist. They were spit upon. They were called Nazis. They were, there were signs saying, sorry about your small wiener, you know, just mm. just uh, like a counter protest. And uh, he, he noted that they were the only ones who got arrested or were stirring up any trouble. Other than that, everybody was kind. And he said he got choked up. He comes up over the hill into Vancouver, comes down in the main drag, and there's just flags as far as you can see and people waving them and people talking to each other and no masks and everything. And he uh, was uh, emotional about it when he was talking to me, even. And he said he got choked up at the time. And then, again, when he was explaining it to me, because, you know, it's been dark. And uh, those, yeah. of, those of you who live in a kind of a liberal center, you understand. And it was dark for me in Seattle, you in Oregon, and uh, for him up in Vancouver. It's been a long time. And there's been a lot of suppressed feelings and thoughts and everything. And it was, you know, kind of uh, a relief for him to see people out supporting a direction and, and a thing that he can support as well. And, and it's counter to the narrative and it's no longer just sitting back and letting it happen to you. And people in real life. Yes. And this is, this is the, you know, real life reality is different than televised reality. Absolutely. Because pe- people can then say like, Oh, here's in uh, one of the videos you sent me last night of, the truckers talking, you know, people coming up to them like, I was, I believed everything on the news, but I figured I should come down and see for myself. And you guys aren't like what they're saying at all. You know, everything is cleaner than usual and, and everyone's nice and it's family friendly. And that's, that's part of how the mass formation works, right? Is you have to be isolated. You need to be, Mm -hmm. they have to isolate people from each other. And this is an example of people just actually getting out and looking each other in the face. Dave Chappelle has kind of a famous quote, which I'm a fan of, and he just says, all that stuff doesn't bother me too much because Twitter's not a real place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I think... I think we need to get out and see people. I mean, that is that's what this is going to take. It's going to take seeing other people, interacting with other people. They've somehow they've tried to convince us, and they're too early. This whole thing, they're too early in the game. Meta is not far enough along. They can't convince people to stay home. They've convinced a lot, but you guys, we mm. all got to get up and get out. We do. Yeah. And you know, their their bioweapons haven't progressed to the point where they can kill off Florida. Or, you know, any any state or any location that doesn't impose the mandates they're supposed to. So, you know, people eventually like, wait a second, they're not they're not doing any of this stuff, and it, everything's fine. Yes. You know. Yes. How do you how do you then believe? And part of my reason for being a little suspicious of uh, the gal who was haranguing Trudeau in Parliament. Is that she's, you know, she's bringing up all these European countries and what have you. But what about countries that didn't do anything? Yeah. Like, that had no COVID. You know, what's, how do you explain that? So this is, you know, I, it, it's supposed to be kind of a limited hangout. Uh, but, you know, the, the power of realizing you're not alone 
and you're not the crazy one, it absolutely is powerful. And if the, you know, if the the truckers, which is really kind of shorthand for anti-mandate, freedom-loving Canadians, if they push this thing through all the way, not like, you know, push it through all the way, then it, it could be a, a huge turning point. But uh, I'm still not convinced, and neither is Paul Craig Roberts. You want to hear this article? Sure, sure. And I, I want to point one thing out, too. I just kind of came to me. But it's blue-collar workers, by the way, who immediately were called essential and had to go to work anyway. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Like electricians, truck drivers, plumbers, builders, construction workers, carpenters, you know, these people all had to go to work anyway. And so they're the ones who basically have been out doing this this whole time, some wearing masks, some not. And they they have a perspective that's like, hey, this isn't this is baloney. I've been out working this whole time. I have to cuz my job is essential, quote unquote, which is great. Of course it is, you know, it really is. But it's the white collar workers whose job was deemed essential, but they can now work from home who are living in re- in, a, in, a, in a false reality where right. everything comes to them through social media and Twitter or Slack on their computer or LinkedIn or all these different, you know, ways to communicate with their workplace. They're easier to fool because they're not actually out rubbing shoulders with people and seeing other people working and not, you know, people coming in day in and day out or every day to work, not getting sick. So it, it's kind of, Poetic justice at the blue-collar workers. You know, it's an actual workers' rebellion, which, by the way, it's kind of funny. There's actual worker protests, and the socialists are like, no! Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how it's a big mystery, too, about, like, why the numbers go down during the week and get larger on the weekend. It's like, yeah, these these people actually work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the numbers have gone down. Oh, it's, it's falling apart, you know, they're giving up and it's like no they went back to work they'll be back on Saturday exactly yeah. that's 100% accurate but uh, sounded sound like a real conservative party member from Canada over there Andrew jeez so so Paul Craig Roberts uh, we've read quite a bit of his stuff through our podcast years yeah we have yeah he, he was on fire when he very first kind of came out uh, writing this sort of stuff and then Started to kind of fade away, but he was on out. Remember, he was on Alex Jones like once a week. Poor guy, I felt bad for him. He would get on Alex Jones, and like Alex would just be going nuts. And then he'd be like, What do you think, Paul? And Paul's like, Well, I can't speak about all that, but what I can speak about is this. <laughs> I've, I've, I've enjoyed him over the years, yeah. And and he's come for, I mean, he used to be like, Oh, I don't know about 9 11 being an inside job, and then he went like full, you know. That's an inside job. So um, he, that's, you know, that's my media opinion person uh, criteria. Do they admit the truth about 9 11 or not? So he passes that test. So where does uh, Pete Carroll lie? Because he knows about the truth about 9 11, but he's also pushing the vaccine. So pushing the vaccine. Where so, is he on? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you push the vaccine, then you are definitely in the no trust. Category, dead enemy, to enemy me. category. Yeah, dead to me. Say it with me. Yes, dead to me. Yeah. Category. Yep. So, all right. The elite gathers its forces for a counterattack on the truckers. There are reports that the Ottawa police, faithful servants, not of the people but of the ruling elite, are attempting to prevent 
food and water and all material support from reaching the truckers. In other words, the ruling elite is making an effort to starve out the truckers. There are also reports that Washington has appeared on the Canadian scene with the FBI and Department of Homeland Security. These two American agencies of the ruling elite are there to do enhanced investigation. The FBI and DHS are focused on identifying every protester and everyone involved in organizing and supporting the convoy and everyone who can be charged with enabling the harmful and unlawful protest. Vehicle registration, driver ID, and insurance status are among the data that will be used in criminal prosecutions. Listen to the Gestapo the Gestapo police chief describe a protest as as a crime in the two-minute video. I don't think we played that last week, but that's um, we won't play that. But anyway, basically, acts it's the January sixth narrative all over again for Canada. The question is whether this is real or whether it is uh, public announcements to scare people away from the protest and to break the strong morale of the truckers. It might be uh, that like the Trump insurrection prosecutions, a few hundred people will be selected for ruin in order to teach the public a lesson. But this time, the net could be cast wider. They might even arrest people who sent money. The ruling elite are completely against the people and have secret agendas that are detrimental for the people. The elite know that they cannot tolerate any kind of protest or refusal to obey illegal mandates. Whereas I was encouraged by the truckers' protest, I was concerned that like those at the Trump rally, the truckers and their supporters did not understand that their protest rights are limited to protesting for the elite, not against them. The Constitution, First Amendment, freedom of assembly are impotent because they are not respected by the authorities in power. For some time, it has been clear that peaceful protests are impotent because the authorities don't respect the people or care what they think or want. The authorities only serve a tiny handful of elites who hold the people in contempt. If the truckers and their supporters were well-armed and prepared to resort to violence, the situation would be too large for the police and even for the Canadian Army. Trudeau would have, have to come out of hiding and ask for Washington, Washington's intervention to save the elite from the people. In other words, the U.S. would have to invade Canada. At the present time, the elite are strong, but not strong enough to justify to the world the U.S. invasion to overthrow and suppress the Canadian people. Not even the whore of American and Canadian media could dress this up as saving democracy from domestic terrorists. The Canadian government would have to give in to the protests and retract its illegal, counterfactual, and counterproductive mandate. If the Canadian government prevails, tyranny will have taken a giant step forward. The elites will know that they can break the back of any protest. There is no peaceful way to deal with evil. Evil prevails when those facing it do not realize what they are up against, and failed to take decisive action when it would have won the day. I fear this will be the fate of the truckers' protests. So, there's your your Paul Craig Roberts black pill of the day. <laughs> well, does Paul Craig Roberts know that he was now on the Homeland Security and National Terrorism Advisory bulletin? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't. Well, he he probably does. I did not know that. You didn't know that? Well, here he is. This is uh, this just came out. I think it was yesterday. They updated the yeah. They updated. This is from no. I guess February seventh. The United States remains. This is from Department of Homeland Security's website. The United States remains in heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories, other forms of 
mis-, dis-, and malinformation introduced or amplified by foreign or domestic threat actors. These threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord, to undermine public trust in government institutions, to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence, mass casualty attacks, and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. While the conditions of the underlying uh, heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, the convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility unpredictability and complexity of that threat environment the prolif- proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in u.s government institutions <laughs> and then it goes on and on talking about uh let's see. yeah they, they list paul craig roberts on that no no this is oh, us okay. L- literally this is us this is paul craig roberts this is everybody the proliferation yeah. of false or misleading narratives which so discord or undermine public trust in u.s government institutions that's well, like that's like legitimately we could title that could be the title of our podcast we could be well, like the, it, the subtitle no it, these are inconvenient truthful <laughs> Narratives that undermine trust in in government. <laughs> Agreed. It's not disinformation if it's if it's true. I agree. So, well, you got anything else on Canada? Let me look. I had the whole first few minutes of the trucker so you know preemptive SOS, but I don't think we necessarily need to play that. It was good. Put it in the show notes. People can check that out. Okay. Let me see what else I got. I mean, that's the guy who should be prime minister. I agree. Yeah. The guy talking? Yeah. Yeah. You got Canadian Officer Speaks. What's that? This is a... um, Oh, I shouldn't... I might get it wrong. I'm guessing Romanian. Okay. Okay. Immigrant who's a Canadian police officer and has some interesting things to say. It's worth playing. I moved here by myself. And the only answer I had, very short and straight, I wanted to be free. My heart was being broken every day. (laughs) When I saw that the very freedom that I moved to Canada for has been taken away and people... Canadians who lived here, who were born here, they were not recognizing that. I fought here. I fought to come here to have it. And it was very difficult to see, to be taken away. Thank you, truckers. Thank you, farmers. Thank you, people with open hearts and um, clear minds for sending up the police officers when we could not stand up for you. I know it's clear in my mind what decision I will make. Uh, when I am asked to follow an unlawful order, I'm for freedom of choice, for freedom of conscience, for freedom of speech, for freedom of expression, for freedom of communication, and I am to serve, protect, and to help out you people in Canada. Thank you. That's not her job. <laughs> it's not her job to decide whether something's a lawful order or not. Oh, wait, it is your job. It is your job. You gotta do what they say, man. When when they tell you to 
to go, you know, to go drag Arthur Pulowski out of his house for mischief, you might want to think, am I actually doing something good for my country or am I doing exactly what, you know, concentration camp guards and Stasi <laughs> did and in Nazi Germany, maybe they're calling me Nazi for a reason. Yes. Two, two, three generations of just soft, soft Americans. Yeah. Can't say no. Americans, Canadians, the West. We just can't say no. Hey, you got you to gotta do this thing so you can travel. Okay. Yeah. You got you to do this thing so you can work. Okay. Well, you got to do this thing because it's your job. And, oh, I'm just trying to feed my family. Well, that's good. That's good. So were the Roman soldiers that crucified Jesus. So were the Nazis that rounded up the Jews. They're just yeah. trying to get a paycheck for their families. And also, keep in mind the long game, too. Because, you know, Alex Jones and others have been talking about how they have intentionally dumbed down the police force. Like, if, if you're too smart, they will not hire you as a police officer. And now, you know, obviously the big one now is these mandates to try and weed out the people that won't, that will think for themselves and not go along with it, especially in the military, um, but also, you know, police forces and firefighters and everything else. They're, they're weeding, they're not weeding out the, you know, independent thinkers for no reason. They're not weeding them out because they're planning on just letting us go back to normal. They're weeding them out because the, you know, the next level of tyranny is coming and they want people they can trust to follow orders no matter what. Yeah. Yep. That reminds me, I'll always remember the, the guy from Lake Stevens up there in Seattle area who immediately got on his uh, YouTube and said, hey, I'm not going to enforce these mandates. They're unconstitutional. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And uh, actually, I know of a friend of a friend of this guy. And uh, my friend actually listens to this show. So uh, Bill slash Will, if you're out there, hello. Uh, but anyway, uh, this guy, you know, he said, hey, I'm not going to enforce these mandates. And he made a YouTube video and his, everybody was high-fiving him. Yeah, man, we're with you. That's so awesome. And then, <laughs> you know, it was like a couple days later, you know, Jay Inslee had seen the video or somebody, Bill Gates, somebody who decided that that wasn't going to work because Jay Inslee's in the uh, chain of command of the police force. So... He said, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta take it down." He said, "I'm not taking it down," and so they fired him. He said, "All right, sounds good. I'll hit the road." So, and he's been on Black Rifle Coffee podcast a few times, and he owns a uh, MMA gym up there in Lake Stevens area. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but it just reminds me of him. You know, he stood up right away, made a video that went kind, of, you know, kind of viral, and they got rid of him pretty quick. And I think that that was just kind of uh, the beginning. Yeah, and there's it. It really puts people in an impossible situation because it's like you know we would like to have a few <laughs> good people left in police and military and what have you, but I'm certainly not saying oh go ahead and roll up your sleeve, right? Uh, but this is this is the point of the mandates. Uh, it's you know this this is the the long and it's a long term plan. It's not a short term short-term fix 
So it, it absolutely is a long-term plan. Um, yeah. So sad news, Luke Montagnier, uh, often mentioned on our podcasts, other podcasts. Um, he's usually referenced as the person that discovered the, uh, H, you know, the virus that causes AIDS, but in reality, he eventually came to conclude that that was not, it was not so simple as that. Um, but he passed away yesterday, I believe. So, so, supposedly, you know, natural causes, died in his sleep. Um, so I threw an article in. In the folder, uh, Luke Montagnier, they are not vaccines, they are poisons. Speech to the Luxembourg, Luxembourg Parliament from earlier this year. And just interesting timing, you know, with the, if you think you back to the very beginning of this thing, how Carrie Mullis, the biggest critic of Fauci and the PCR test that he invented, uh, or using them as tests, passed away right before COVID and then Luke Montagnier dying right before this whole new uh, AIDS thing comes out. Yeah. And he was one of the ones who said, uh, for those of you who got three shots, two and a booster, go get yourself an AIDS or an HIV test and then sue your governments. Yeah. So, that's kind of the name, you know. <laughs> and there's been a, have, have what are you, what are people going to do when they find out the the vaccines gave them AIDS? You know, this is and this is it's kind of interesting because AIDS acquired immunity deficiency syndrome very real. You know, it is a set of it's basically your immune system doesn't work anymore, um, and it's just not caused by a virus. It's caused by poisoning, overuse of antibiotics, a bunch of other stuff, and your immune system doesn't work anymore. And that seems to be the effect of getting a bunch of these injections. So, I will not get vaccinated. Nobel winner, Nobel Prize winner, French virologist, Professor Luc Montagnier, who discovered HIV, he was right out at the first. He was also the one who said immediately that it was a man-made virus. Right, it was man-made because he could see the HIV yep. markers in there. Have you yeah. seen, like, Twitter? It was almost creepy. I had no idea. I logged on to Twitter. Sorry, James. I logged on to Twitter. <laughs> and what I see is all these people talking about HIV with the with the COVID shots, or why am I turning up HIV? It was really bizarre. It was everywhere. I was like, what? Hmm. What, what is happening? And then there's that uh, fast-moving HIV that you don't have to worry about, though. Don't, yeah. It, and the, the conflation, I don't know. It's like, are they trying to rescue the HIV causes AIDS narrative? Uh, to a certain extent i mean they're still going with that yeah it's like a requirement that if you say hiv you have to then say comma the virus that causes aids comma even if it has nothing to do with what you're 
you're talking about. So yeah, this whole like, oh, you're HIV positive, but don't worry about it. Uh, you're having all the symptoms of AIDS, but don't worry about it because it's not really AIDS. Well, you know. Pepperidge, I'm Pepperidge Farm remembers yeah. <laughs> when at the beginning of this whole thing, there was like a, a story out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Where it's, they were testing testing positive. So. Yeah, people were testing positive, and they were like, "Oh, don't worry about that. That's that's normal for you to test positive for AIDS after you had the the vaccine, or even had the COVID. Not, the vaccine wasn't even out yet. Who had COVID? Right. Ugh. No, I, no, I think that was vaccine. That was like early vaccine trials. Really? Yeah. That's bizarre, but yeah, it's this is a thing. The HIV is a th- what? What it's, is? It's all it's all bioweapons. So it's all you know, not vaccines. They are poison. Sums it up pretty well. So it's. <laughs> I, I don't believe viruses can hurt you, but uh, vaccines. There's certainly you know, poisons, bacteria, stuff that can. Well, and No Agenda called this out a, a year ago that there was a lot of people saying, hey, there's a HIV part of this disease, which led everybody who heard that to believe, including Luc Montagnier, that that, you know, that it was man-made. And so that's when the lab leak theory, and it's like we continue to get these uh, stories and then it, like the story goes away and the the censorship becomes the story it's like you can't it must be china you can't even say it's made in china but it is made in china because it's clearly man-made and china made it but like that's not the story the story is there's hiv in this thing like what are we looking at here what are we dealing with not is china behind this because we're being censored i mean that sure that's something to talk about but it's not the only thing right Limited hangout versus <laughs> layers of layers of lies. You know, you you're only going to get through a certain number of layers on Fox News or whatever version. So, so um, there's and there's there's usually another layer beyond <laughs> whatever whatever layer you're at. There's usually another layer beyond that. Yeah, until eventually it just leads to Satan. Leads to wait. The Bible's <laughs> right about everything and. <laughs> This is a spiritual war going on, and they're trying to, you know, kill us off, both spiritually and physically. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and then you sent me the old, the old uh, demon possessed uh, people smuggler from down there on the boat. Oh yeah, that was creepy, huh? Yeah, yeah. S- speaking of creepy, we should hold on uh, just real quick before we get off oh. this. Sorry, no, I'll let you go, but this is important. And the light of a candle shall shine no matter at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy pharmacia were all the nations deceived. Revelation 18.23. Oh, it's just a, just a bunch of stories, you know, written down by sheep herders that didn't know anything. <laughs> Yeah, he was just a. What was it? Is what was the thing for the longest time? He was just like a Jesus avatar. He's like just like he's just another. Oh, just a Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh. Anyway, Uh, Alex Jones is way too far down that road. By the way, Christ consciousness. Yes. Oh, 
That's tough. It's it's he's energy, man. It's it's energy. Christ energy, God energy. It's like no, no. This is <laughs> it's the uh, DMT talk in there, Alex. It's not what. <laughs> Speaking of DMT, let's get to Joe Rogan. Maybe after the break or whatever. Where are we going next? I wanted to play the uh, the crazy um, horse-faced woman from New Zealand clip. <laughs> so, is that what we're calling the the? Is she a PM down there? Also a PM. Uh, I think I think she might be the prime minister, but yeah, the <laughs> insane horse-faced woman. I just. See, every time I hear her or look at her, all I hear is testing. You gotta get the testing. <laughs> testing, testing, testing. <laughs> oh, you know, we wouldn't normally make fun Cla- of somebody like this. Klaus Schwab. You're, you're uh, legit calling her names. I'm making fun of how she talks. We're just venting because we don't, we would never say these things about an actual person unless they were like a monster that was pushing tyranny onto the like- public. Well, just a, a member of Klaus Schwab's uh, Young Global Leaders. Young Global Leaders. Don't ever let Klaus penetrate your cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> we heard Dr. Bloomfield at the beginning of the week mentioned um, the uh, side effects that people experience with vaccines, which we all have come to expect, a sign that the vaccine's doing what it should. He did note that they uh, appear to be of a lesser degree for the booster than, for instance, say the second. So if that's cause for anyone's hesitancy, I thought it was a notable um, observation from our Director General of Health. Yeah, so vaccine side effects mean they're working. That's real scientific. (laughs) What the... that's how you know it's working. Yeah, it's how, like, like bro, that's a joke <laughs> meme, but she's actually saying it. Bro, do you know how you know the leeches are working? <laughs> when they're pulling blood from you, that's how yeah. you know the leeches are working. They're they're also pulling out your sickness. Yeah. You know? You know how you know your lobotomy's working? When you pull out a chunk of your brain, when they pull it out and they can you can see it, that's how you know it's working because it's pulled yeah. the, they pulled it out. It's it. You know, I mean there were people that made that claim but it was more of like a joke like oh that's how you know it's working (laughs) you know that people (laughs) oh person spazzing out oh that's how you know it's working a lot of these soccer players the the, the side effects mean that it's working like no there's no there is no medical or scientific basis for that claim like side effects are side effects Vaccine working or not working is a separate issue. There's no like, oh, it's working because I know it's working because I'm experiencing side effects. You know, the the soccer players, a lot of their vaccines really working. Yeah, really working. Working well. So, you see that tennis player, the youth tennis player in Australia? No. I think it was a new video. Uh, Just his legs spazzing out like he's sitting there playing tennis and he can't control his legs all of a sudden mm. totally normal always used to happen well you didn't get to the story last week but I, you know i see all your stories because i post them in the show notes at revelationsradionews.com uh but you you had a young golfer it was a sad story in your folder yeah. last week yeah there have been a couple of golfers that have have you know died suddenly this, this is 
February 3rd from Mail Online, which I know is not a great source, but uh, new HIV super strain is found in the Netherlands. Highly infectious variant makes people ill twice as quickly and has been spotted in at least 109 people. Yeah. What yeah, if- it's just like, oh, oh, everybody's got AIDS now. Everybody's got <laughs> cancer now. Don't worry about it, though. It's the same thing with the... Like, okay. oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't get tested for cancer because it'll give you a, a false positive if you had the vaccine, but don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. All right, we're going to have some fun. Over under, how long till the HIV mRNA vaccine? Uh, I'm, well, I'm going yeah. to say by this time next year, February 2023, we're going to have HIV vaccines. And to, to rush it after it's, you know, been a failed experiment for 30, 40 years. Uh, you're going to need a lot of AIDS cases. You're going to have to scare people, scare people back into HIV testing and convincing that they they need treatment and whatever. You need the vaccine. Oh, don't worry if you already got it. You could still get vaccinated for it. It'll still help you, still help you with the symptoms. Somebody called Johns Hopkins. If only we can get somebody to uh, to make like an interactive map, show the the... The HIV spreading. Yeah. It's just because it's a virus, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a virus. For sure. Uh, so, qu- real quick, uh, do you think you're in an abu- abusive relationship with the government, Andrew? <laughs> yes. You do? Yeah. That's weird. Would you like to hear the 15 signs you might be in an abusive relationship? Sure. Okay. You may be in an abusive relationship if they... Stop you from seeing your friends and family. Won't let you go out without permission. <laughs> yep. Won't let you go out without permission. Check. Check. Tell you what to wear. Oh. Check. Pet peeve there. No, but I mean, we're talking masks here, buddy. Monitor your phone and emails. Check. Control the finances or won't let you work. Check. <laughs> Control what you read, watch, and say. Check. Monitor everything you do. Check. Punish you for breaking the rules, but the rules keep changing. Check. Tell you what it is that it is for your own good and that they know better. Triple check. Don't allow you to question it. Check. Tell you you're crazy and no one agrees with you. Check. Call you names and shame you for being stupid or selfish check gaslight you challenge your memory of events and make you doubt yourself quadruple check dismiss your opinions check play the victim if things go wrong it's all your fault trudeau super check there's 15 (laughs) right there man well i i will say that they they do not make me doubt myself (laughs) (laughs) and and they don't actually prevent me from doing most of the other things on the list but <laughs> i get where it's going yeah yeah i mean it's I not it's not where it's going that's literally just the definition yeah. i just i pulled that it wasn't yeah. like in reference to no. it wasn't somebody who's was being cute it was literally this this is the 15 signs that you're in an abusive relationship and <laughs> i felt like it was pertinent yeah well it's we have not talked about ukraine virtually at all yeah. And in some ways, that's been intentional. 
And uh, Raheem Kassam put out a tweet that says, I just want you to know that had we bought the propaganda, we'd be two months into a hot war in Ukraine by now. It's literally just your skepticism and wider public rejection of another mess making these people hold off, hold this line. That's great. I, I hope that's I hope that's real. I, I love that idea. And I, we've we've seen this before, where you know they, it's kind of a trial balloon propaganda rollout. Oh, there's about to be war. Wouldn't it be? We probably there probably needs to be a war because this this guy's really bad. He's he's you know bombing his own people he's poison gassing his own people or whatever ooh, excuse ooh, ooh. they're, they're going to use don't forget my favorite the beginning of the show the my favorite one 2011 remember Gaddafi gave all his troops Viagra oh yeah so they, so they get in and rape do some raping yeah so the <laughs> there's a lot of truth if they get like a tiny percentage of the people saying like yo we need to go to war they'll, they'll go for it but I think at this at this point, people are just not having it. So, so I'll, if they I'll, are going to back off the COVID thing, which it kind of seems, you know, rug pull, what what have you, strategic retreat, they've got to transition to something else. The other, the next crisis. So if it's war, or I don't, I don't think global warming works. It just doesn't work as a crisis. But. They're going to make it work. I mean, they're manipulating the weather enough. Yeah. So just <laughs> just full-on weather wars, maybe. Get everybody convinced. I mean, you do. That, everybody does talk about the weather. Even we talk about the weather. Yep. No, it's true. I grew up here. It's never rained this little. I mean, not never, but it, it. This is this is very little rain. Although we got some snow, so that was nice. But it just everywhere. It just seems like odd weather happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Mother Earth groaning and trivet. Uh, not Mother Earth. Sorry, uh, the Earth groaning. What do you mean? Uh, Paul, didn't Paul say that Earth will be groaning and travailing? In, in anticipation of the return of the uh, Messiah? I think that's almost as bad as an Alex Jones quotation of scripture there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, like what the Bible says, and I'm paraphrasing here. But. Hold on a second. For the crea- <laughs> for the <laughs> for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by those by the will of the one who subjugated it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole create creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time not only so but ourselves we who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adaptation sonship and the redemption of our bodies sorry adoption yeah i said i said adoption didn't i you said adaptation which is would be a new word it's a Trudeauism, buddy. It's tr- Trudeau. <laughs> what, what's the reading what's the, the teleprompter? What's Com- the reference? 
Contemplate. What do you mean, what's the reference? What's the passage? Uh, Romans 8, 19 through 23. I thought that was Romans, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, it, it, it always struck me as interesting that the, that the uh, creation is groaning as in the pains of childbirth, almost like the, the planet itself can't handle the amount of sin and darkness and strange you know, manipulations that have been occurring for thousands of years. Reminds me of the Norma Jean song. I don't get that reference. Uh, it's, we'll see if I can find it and send it to you right at the end of the show. Sing yeah. it to me now. Sing it to me right now. No. I, sing I it to me. Sing, I don't sing it sing. to me. Sing it to me. Neither is Norma Jean, so it works out okay. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we going? What's next? Time for a break. What are we doing? Uh, a couple short things. Okay. Thomas Massey tweet. Oof, I have a Thomas I, Massey clip. I saw that. That's why I was throwing this okay. tweet in. Uh, he says, this is fraudulent. August 23rd, 2021, FDA approved community vax. August 24th, 2021, Secretary of Defense issued a mandate because community was approved. Comorbidity. Comorbidity. It's never... Sherlock Holmes's uh, nemesis. Comorbidity was never produced by Pfizer. DOD says non-approved vaccines will be used to satisfy a mandate that legally required an approved vaccine. So, very simple. Their justification for the mandate was, oh, it's FDA approved. But the administration of the FDA approved vaccine never happened. And still, you cannot get that Comirnaty vaccine in the U.S. So, and the the reason the best for that sleight of hand trick I can remember. I mean, that yeah, was a, and, it was amazing. And the, the reason for that is because they don't have liability because they need either the emergency use authorization, which has been everything, um, or they need full FDA approval with the vaccine on the childhood vaccine list. Hop on that 1986, no no, no, uh, fault indemnity. uh, It's got to be on the schedule, and it's not on the schedule yet, and that's why they won't give it to you because you could sue them Mm -hmm. right now if they did give it to you. Thomas Massey, uh, Inter- being interviewed, they ask him, well, what do you think? What's your, uh, did you get vaccinated? One of the biggest scandals during this whole pandemic is the cover-up that's been committed by Fauci and the CDC, especially the CDC, about the effectiveness of immunity that's conferred after a natural infection, after you recover from that. They've completely ignored that. They want everybody to get vaccinated, even those who don't need vaccinated. And the science, if you follow the science on this, the Moderna trial showed there was no benefit of the vaccine to those who recovered from infection. The Pfizer trial showed there was no benefit to those who had recovered from infection from the vaccine. A recent study with 52,000 people at the Cleveland Clinic 1,300 plus of whom did not receive the vaccine but had prior infection showed that none of them got reinfected symptomatically. 
And then if you want to compare the efficacy of immunity from recovering from COVID to that of the vaccine, the biggest study out there is the whole country of Israel. Tel Aviv University, 6 million participants in this study, 6 million data points. And it showed there's virtually no difference. Actually, it showed a little bit, but probably not statistically uh, significant, a little bit better immunity from natural infection. And before you all report this, I'm not saying go out and get the, the virus instead of getting the vaccine. The vaccine can save lives. It's certain. But there's no need. The science shows this. There's no need to get the vaccine if you've already recovered from COVID. And, and there's no need to expose yourself to that danger. The CDC knows this. They admitted to me on a recorded phone call that I'll be glad to give you that they knew they were misreporting the results of the Pfizer data. So you're saying, I just want to, number one, you didn't answer whether or not you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, it's none of your business, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science, by the way, I have a master's of science degree from MIT. I'm not a virologist, but I can read data. Everybody just needs to read and don't put your head in the sand. Look at the data. I'm not going to get the vaccine until there's data that shows that it will improve upon the immunity that's been conferred to me as a result of a natural infection that I had. Yeah, not, not unmitigated. He did say <laughs> no. I mean, still, he, he did say the vaccine. Where, where's the evidence that the vaccine helps for the people who haven't been infected? But I, no. I just like the idea. He said, "Hey, don't put your head in the sand. Read the data." It's, Crazy talk. Must be a crazy conspiracy theorist. I just I just grabbed this. This is from the BBC. I I have no I actually never even heard this clip, but I wanted to play it. Uh so yeah, that's what that's what's about to happen. I think this okay. is the BBC uh this is 30, 36 podcasting seconds. excellence. <laughs> I don't know what this is or if it's real or not, but I'll play it. There we go. It holds it together. Oh, it's too loud, that's for sure. Let's see. And go. Together, and it allows it to stay 100% in that structure that's present on the surface of the virus. The shape of the coronavirus spike protein before the virus meets our cells is what triggers the most protective antibody response. So Keith must make the spike protein in the lab, locking it into exactly the same shape by adding another protein that acts a bit like a clamp. And that protein is a tiny fragment of HIV. Nothing but net. Nothing but net. Never heard that. Never heard that clip before. He dribbles up, shoots. Nothing but net. That's from the BBC. Um, yeah, I, I heard it yesterday. I didn't. I didn't feel it clipworthy. <laughs> I felt a clip worthy and I hadn't even heard it. So you knew the BBC said that they put the myths that they put the, the, the some HIV into the vaccine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But this is a, but, it's all red herring stuff. This yeah. is all it's all red herring. Yeah. The whole you know. Ladies and gentlemen, there's this uh, unsaid competition between Andrew and I. We send each other stuff, and it's just <laughs> who can. Send someone, some the other person, something that they haven't seen. <laughs> I want to sh- give a shout out to our friend Witness the Light Music in Alberta for giving me those videos last night. I was able to send them to Andrew. Never saw him before. Yes, 
Yes. So, anyway. Good. Yeah. And I was in the process of watching some stuff sent over by our friend Terry there in Oregon. Nice. Sent sent us some good stuff, and I we haven't uh, haven't played the clip I took out of it. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you want to play it? What it's, we got? It's still COVID stuff. The Todd calendar. Got it. Okay. He's, so I should set it up a little bit. So okay. he is talking. He's been interviewed by uh, LifeSite, and he is part of the lawsuits from military people who applied for religious exemptions from the vaccine mandate. And, you know, they were almost 100% rejected mm-hmm. just because the military apparently knows whether it's a real exemption request. I don't know how they justify that. So he he was kind of, I guess, surprised that the military thought they could get away with this. And the conclusion that he reaches is that uh, because it's an experiment, um, that they that's their justification for it. And they right. won't come out and say that. But um, anyway, go, yeah, go ahead and play the clip. They got some interesting stuff in there. And there's even a clip within a clip, which is good. I think, you know, maybe that's the defense is that, you know, this is experimental. It is gene modification therapy, otherwise known as gene therapy. So maybe we're just off on our legal analysis. And that's what this is really about. And I think that it is. Let's stop there for a second, because I want to right away dispel the you know, the, the charges of falsehood, because there are charges of falsehood. Everybody's saying, oh, they're calling it gene therapy. Give me a break. So let's just go to this clip of the head of Bayer uh, telling Bill Gates and all sorts of high-profile um, uh, leaders, world leaders, that this indeed is gene therapy and that nobody would have accepted it before COVID, but now they all have. Take a look. The mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene, th- gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body? we would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. So, Todd, tell us, in addition to this being uh, mentioned on display, you have documents that show that uh, Pfizer or Moderna, they're admitting themselves that this is gene therapy. Is that not correct? Yes, they've never hidden it. From the very beginning, they said that they were going to use lipid nanoparticles to deliver RNA or, or uh, messenger RNA or even synthetic DNA fragments um, to the, the user for the purpose of making that user's body create spike proteins. By, that by itself is, is gene therapy. So now that we've dispelled that this is just you know some kind of imaginary thing, let's return to that NASA document. First of all, what, what year is that NASA document from? 2001, Future Strategic Issues, Future Warfare, circa 2025. This is from 2001. So in 2001, they're projecting to 2025, which we're coming up to now, about these kinds of things. Give us, if you will, their sort of 
uh, their mindset from uh, 2001 when the U.S. military, uh, Na- excuse me, NASA is looking at this? It, it, and it is. It's a combination of NASA and other agencies, including DARPA and, well, for instance, the NASA Langley Research Center. That's part of the, the CIA. This is a combined effort. There's a few things that, that I take away from reading this, aside from the fact that it goes on for 113 pages. Um, and, and that's just a PowerPoint. It's, it's actually actually not, not written text in the traditional sense. It's all about threat assessment. It's all about how, uh, how is somebody else going to kill us and how are we going to kill them? And you take away from this thing, um, there is no survivability. The technology is such that both sides, every, every side, <laughs> is, is going to end up killing everybody. Um, the, the part that disturbs me most about it is that the author uses a whole lot of exclamation marks. So, Yay, we have directed energy weapons, exclamation mark. We have nanotechnology. It's next generation by 2020. Nobody will be able to escape it. Um, It talks about all of those things, including um, effectively the bionet of things, harnessing people's uh, humanity, harvesting their their being into uh, beyond what they call beyond artificial intelligence. I, I think that's where we're going right now. And then they compare the whole thing to our planet being a spaceship. The, the, this is its own microcosm, and uh, and we're stuck here. And by the way, we'd better do something about the, the population because there's too many of us, not enough resources. All of this is predicated on really one thing, and that to me is um, the absence of spirituality, the absence of God. This is all about man's creations. This is about men killing men, and you walk away from it, um, or at least I did, fairly depressed to think that somebody put this time, energy, and effort into trying to figure out how to kill as many people as they could. It is truly unreal. The analogy to the spaceship, and then they've said how um, they're adding too many people to the spaceship, and we need to do something about that. So population control is built right into the system, and it's really... a it really does show the mindset. But where did you go from there, knowing their mindset, knowing that this is a, a sort of uh, outlook from the U.S. militarily, but different government organs in the U.S.? Where did you go from there in your research? The predicate to this whole thing is that nowhere in here really does it talk about peace. Instead of threatening each other, the, the presumption is that there's going to be a war, massive casualties in stores. And, and here that talks about, you know, why don't we try something else like, you know, getting along or something along those lines. Um, so we ended up looking at, at a variety of other things, including what is the law around this, being lawyers. Um, and there actually isn't hardly any um, along comes a case in 2013, however, that relates to um, intellectual property rights as it relates to synthetic DNA. Um, in particular, it's, a, it's the Myriad Genetics case, and I don't know if you've seen it, um, but I can cite it exactly if you prefer. And it is called the Association for Molecular Pathology versus Myriad Genetics. So and what's it about? So this is about um, the intellectual property rights developed by the use of mRNA in particular and what happens to the synthetic synthetic genome as a result of that. This is an argument over intellectual property rights in the new genome that they create from genetic therapy, genetic modification. Right. And presumably they're talking about lab animals that they're going to modify their. Hmm. I thought that was a good clip. No God. I, I no. tried to track down that the 
PowerPoint presentation that he referenced from mm-hmm. NASA from 2001. And I didn't spend a lot of time, so I'm sure it's oh, out is, there somewhere, this but is I, this, did not, I did not find it. This is the same thing Jason Burmes has been talking about. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. If that was the same document, NASA document. Yes. He had okay, it. Because it was that he talked about with Corbett. Yeah. And, well, he was also just like posting it to his uh, uh, Twitter and whatnot to do, to do show notes of interview 1690 Jason Burmes on NASA's Bio Nano Meta Roadmap. Okay. Yeah. Get. We should throw that. In our show notes. For sure. A couple interesting things there. Um, the person who, on the clip they played, and I think we played it on our our podcast as well, the, the Bayer CEO saying, yeah, these, you know, idiot people, they probably wouldn't have taken mRNA or genetic modification therapy two years ago, but now look at them. They love it. So, you know, look at the new market. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Bayer, um, I've got another story. I won't read it. but Otherwise uh, known as Monsanto. Bayer purchased Monsanto, and uh, the Defender has an article, Glyphosate's Dirty Secrets, Are We About to Learn More? And this is a lawsuit filed against Bayer by the chemical giant's own shareholders could lead to even more details about how Monsanto, now owned by Bayer, covered up the dirty truth about its flagship product, Roundup Weed Killer. And basically, the investors are saying, like, look, you said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, uh, Roundup's totally safe and... uh, you don't have to worry about lawsuits. You know, we don't have to worry about billion-dollar, um, multi-billion-dollar lawsuit judgments, which came out almost immediately after Bayer had purchased Monsanto. Yep. So the uh, the investors are saying, like, hey, you, you know, what did you really know? And there's evidence uh, that they knew a lot more than they told their investors, which is a, a big no-no. So. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I just threw it in your uh, signal, but NASA document, Future Strategic Issues and Future Warfare. Sweet. And that is circa 2025, Capabilities of the Enemy After Next, Ongoing Worldwide Technology Revolutions, Economic Trends, Potential Nature of a Farther Term Warfare. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the. And it's interesting, you know, directed energy weapons. Hmm, do we have any of that going on? Maybe we do. Havana the bio, bio nano, you know, nanoparticle stuff. All the, you know, this is, it's not necessarily as new as they're making it out to be, which in some ways is like, well, could they really not refine it any better than this? And it makes you question, can they really do what they say what they claim to be able to do and they certainly can't seem to do the the good parts that they promise so yeah yeah that's that's 100 percent true but it also makes me wonder if they were ever really even in, intending to do any of those good parts yeah it's all just weapons yeah 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 like let's just call it uh let's just call it vaccine research instead of bioweapons research since you know bioweapons research is to 
illegal. Yeah. But. Sorry. Well, and then the Quinta Columna, we reported on that way, way back when those f- reports first started coming out of the guy, the scientists in Spain who were saying, hey, there's graphene, there's weird stuff, there's there's parasites, there's graphene, there's all kinds of stuff in these vaccines, don't take them. And that kind of, you know, that was shelved as a conspiracy theory. I remember Alex Berenson saying, oh, quit asking me about graphene. It's a conspiracy theory. You're making it, you're, you're ruining the movement. Don't, don't say things like this. And then Japan says, hey, we're not going to give these vaccines out because they seem to be contaminated with some sort of substance, yeah. uh, ma- mainly graphene. Anyway, Kinta Columba, Columna, uh, scientists who discovered all that, dead, died of COVID. Super, super convenient. The La Quinta Columna guy? Yes. The guy who did the talking for it or the, because it was like a a pretty large group. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which, let me look into this, which one it was, but... Uh, Quinta Columba, yes, sir. The group of scientists in Spain have been examining first. Uh, yeah, he died. I think it was the guy who did the... Let me look into it. It was the guy who did the talking. Hmm. I had not heard that, and I, I'm i not sure that it was the same guy. In fact, I think it was... Someone else was just in an interview that um, No Agenda played a clip from it. Is the a, a gal from the Defender interviewed one of the La Quinta Columna guys? But interesting. Anyway, it was. Let's see. Uh, uh, Ricardo Martin. Is the Ricardo Martin the guy who died? I believe so. All right, let's uh, take a break. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have spoke so soon without any kind of proof. <laughs> I mean, it's sad if it were. I've I've thought that the. Um, Whitney Webb analysis of that La Quinta Columna thing was pretty convincing where she's kind of went through some inconsistencies in it. Interesting. I I always kind of thought that they were a a very sophisticated form of disinfo where they're discrediting something real by offering like a straw man version of it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should look into it a little further. Well, either way, let's uh, let's take a quick break and let me see here. So, Revelations Radio News has decided to become a listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you are getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work. Thank you for helping us out. This is the value for value model. As you can see, we already are getting help from many people around the globe. They are sending us stuff from uh, Canada 
and uh, actually mainly, I guess, from Canada and uh, Oregon and the Northwest, but uh, sending us stories, sending us links, sending us things to cover. Thank you so much for doing those things, for sending those to us. That helps us to get an idea of what is going on around the world. Other people do choose to support us uh, financially, and we appreciate those as well. We have donations available through the P.O. Box, through the PayPal, and I just... I. You so you were working on Monero. Do you have a story for us? Do you have what's going on with your Monero wallet? What's happening? Okay, so I I downloaded the My Monero app. Okay, no, from uh, whatever the my little like Aurora store thing is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no no problem. Mm-hmm. Got in there, wrote down there. 20 word, 25 word mnemonic, you know, got all that written down, <laughs> mm-hmm, got mm-hmm, signed mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and went to uh, purchase some Monero. Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, yeah, you can use, you know, your lousy American dollars fiat to purchase Monero right here. Just click this button. So I click the button, put in the amount, gives you an estimate on all the fees and what have you. And then it just froze. I mean, it didn't freeze. It said like waiting for confirmation for 20 minutes, half an hour, however long till I gave up on it. And so then I did the desktop version and got signed into the same account, you know, entering the mnemonic over again and all that. And same thing. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if I could receive uh, Monero to that wallet if it was just sent there. So I had sent you the code or whatever. Um, the QR code. Yeah, yeah. QR well, code. Brendan, I know you're out there and you're listening, so please uh, give us your feedback on whether or not we should use that one. I'll try and get my own wallet set up as well. Brendan sent us uh, just a couple weeks ago. He sent us another email. He said, hey, Tim, where are we at with the Monero wallet? Let me know if I can help. I'm still looking to donate. Sorry I'm being a stickler on the format, but I think it's an important solution. Perhaps there's something to the idea that in a moral society, it would not be necessary to have that level of privacy. Anyway, I'll think on it. Ha ha. God bless. Uh, no, he, stay well. He's 100% correct. And I'm, I'm all in. Like, okay. I'll, I, you know, I'll go all Monero. I don't care. But... Uh, my early attempts have been failures. I got to I got to get an attempt going myself. So I will put that on my list of things to do this week for sure. So Brendan, thanks for your patience and for pushing us into this, you know. Uh Corbett's been talking about Monero. We've had several listeners who have mentioned Monero to us before and in a way kind of forcing us to get into it is uh it's a kind of a uh it's a cool move on your part. So thank you very much, Brendan. I did, however, figure out at least one thing. This was recommended to me by someone. I don't know if this will work out at all. I don't even know who really even backs it. I have a bad feeling it's somebody who's similar to the GoFundMe people. But uh, if you go to revelationsradionews.com in the and then hit support or in the sidebar, you can say get Andrew's book and you click on that. It takes you to the donation page. But just above that, there's the buy me a coffee have you seen this oh i've seen buy me a coffee buy me a coffee so if you go ahead i've let's see was it last american vagabond is like the first person i'd heard of banned from buy me a coffee but you can get banned from it 
Oh yeah, I look forward to it. Sounds good. Yeah. So we anyway, we need to get banned from something. We've never got banned from anything. <laughs> it's because we haven't ventured out past PayPal or PO box. We're like, ah, we'll save the steps. We'll, we'll ban ourselves before we even yeah. sign up. But anyway, buy me a coffee. We're signed up. So if you want to do that, if you're if you're if you're familiar with the buy me a coffee, you can just click on click on the buy me a coffee little icon. It'll take you to uh, my page, and uh, right there you can just uh, make a donation. So. Uh, Anyway, moving right along, we did get some uh, donations this week, so I wanted to read those out real quick. Uh, unfortunately, so we have four donations this week, a little bit of a, a light donation week, uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to Jonathan. I'm not sure where he's from, but Jonathan set us up with a recurring donation of $3. Thank you, Jonathan. It's guys like you who are helping us kind of keep this ship afloat because the little recurring donations are super helpful. And if everybody had a little recurring donation, they donated just a little bit, however much they think that this is worth, then that would actually be <laughs> extremely helpful to us. And based on the audio from last week, maybe it's only worth... $3 might be high. It might be, <laughs> it might be a little high. Of course, Danny... From Medford, Oregon, came in with his $25. He supports us every week with that amount, and we want to thank him. And then we had a new one, which was Leslie. She is from Parts Unknown. She gave us $50, so thank you, Leslie. And this other one, I messed up previously. How would we say this first name? I want you to say that. I want you to say this name. Sala? Yeah. Sala. Sure. Sala from, uh, do you have the spreadsheet even open? I have did have it open. Now I've got it on the right page. <laughs> anyway, Sala, uh, thank you. It's a donation of $50, but we know for sure he's uh, has donated before. He's actually donated 100 way back in September, bringing his total to 150 So thank you, sir. But I also wanted to mention there's a note all the way on your previous donation in September that says... Because I was looking looking for address. your ad. Yeah, I was looking for the address to say that where this person's from. Leslie I, I, Leslie, I think, is new. Sala is not new, but we don't know his address. And Jonathan, I think, is new. So we don't know any other address. Danny, of course, we do know. So, Sala, if you want a book, shoot back your address. And, maybe he doesn't uh, want a book. Maybe he doesn't want a book. Maybe he wants to remain somewhat anonymous. We're only giving his first name out. So he's uh, maybe he's in a, a country where he, he can't be... Seen associating with the lights of Revelations Radio News. Like Canada. <laughs> the extremely far away utopia of Canada. Yeah. Has there ever been a bigger red herring than this whole... Sorry, let's end that. Thank you guys for producing the show, contributing to the show. We need to get that nomenclature sorted out as well as our donor levels. We have people way over $1,000 now, and we still haven't named that level. So we got a little work to do, but thank you so much for your donations. It helps us kind of keep this thing going and uh, helps pay the bills. We've made a big move across the country, and now we're situating ourselves here. And we're in it for the long run. We're going to keep it going, and uh, we, every little bit helps. We really, really appreciate all of you. Uh, yeah, anything else on that note, Andrew? No, thank you, everyone. Thank you to our four donors today and everyone else who contributed both uh, with information or encouragement and notes and things like that. So. And edited audio that I didn't upload. Yes. And thank you for that. Okay, moving right along. Has anything been a bigger red herring than this Joe Rogan thing? I mean, are, oh. you, are you sick of hearing about this or what? It's, well, it's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's... You, you you know, 
I just it's <laughs> where where are you on the whole thing? I know you're no fan of Joe Rogan mainly because of his move to Spotify, and so you well, mainly because he's you know just the whole new age drugs are cool, you know some I don't know it. I actually like him more on the UFC side than on the. Um, I like his UFC commentary, but the, you know the podcast and it, some people. I think uh, he could be kind of a, a gateway drug to truth if they take the correct direction. You know, through Rogan to other sources, but sure. um, if you're just looking to Joe Rogan, you're not going to get very far. But. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll kind of defend Rogan in a little bit in that one thing you can say about him, regardless of whether you not agree with his beliefs or even his view in the world or his fascination with DMT and elk meat, is unlike like Justin Trudeau, he's a real person. He has likes and dislikes, and he really is straightforward and wants to just he's a good interviewer he he kind of drags he, yeah, the, the he stuff is. he drags information out of people he lets them feel comfortable and he's he's a seeker i i don't think he claims to know anything about too too much except mma and a couple other things being a comedian most of the time though he just has a really humble approach and he brings people on and, and just gets them to 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 speak their mind which you know is i think is awesome and uh you know, when Adam Curry is on there, for instance, or Robert Malone or Peter McCullough or, you know, RFK. Actually, I don't think RFK has been on there. If he, they're all on there, I'm, 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 I'm checking it out. I'm interested. But uh, anyway, this whole thing where he's now being, people are canceling him or he needs to be pulled out. He's, he heard this clip from long ago where he's saying the N word and there's people on, you know, freaking out trying to cancel him saying you can't say the n-word <laughs> and this whole thing is kind of a farce uh yep. you and i you and i both uh, kind of enjoyed some some back and forths about uh some tweets by uh people or responses by people who were young and black who said hey not super worried about it like yeah well that terrence mckinney is a ufc fighter and he says I don't feel Joe Rogan is racist, and I don't need white people telling me what he says is, is supposed to offend me. So Abs- I enjoyed that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I found another guy who said, hey, look, I went through every iteration of him saying it. I'm not offended. He was either joking or quoting somebody else every time he said it. Um, I sent you something back. I said, forget all that Joe Rogan stuff. I want to know why how Ghislaine Maxwell got convicted of sex trafficking without any of her customers being brought to light. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Rogan finally got back on the air, and he talked about this. So I want to play this real quick. Okay. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> You're good. You if seem you good. Stay offline. Yeah. It's just real life. Yeah. You just have to stay offline. And real life is people who know you, and you're yeah. a great guy. Yeah. You you just life goes on as yeah. normal. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, like all this is a relief. Because it's like, just because that, that video had always been out there. Right. It's like, this is a political hit job. And yes. so they're taking all this stuff that I've ever said that's wrong and smushing it all together. Right. But, well, anyway, he responded to it, which I thought was interesting. And he basically said he was relieved. He was relieved to be done with it. 
He, you know, all that stuff was out there and he doesn't think it's wrong to apologize and he's ready to move on with his life. He doesn't go online all the time to see what people think, which I think is probably something to learn from. Well, from the one thing I will take from, I guess, his uh, apology, which I hadn't listened to before, but uh, is he doesn't he apologizes for some for the N word stuff, right? Right. Which, you know, context and taking out of context and all that. But, uh, you know, time machine wise, you're, if you're a white person, you're never allowed to say the word under any circumstances, no matter what, unless you're Joe Biden, then it's okay. <laughs> so that, you know, that's fine. But he, um, did he apologize for vaccine misinformation? No, I never, I never heard that. Okay. And that, and that's the kind and of the so weird. The, so the media, the yeah. media is trying to conflate that, that he apologized, and they're trying to at least imply that he is apologizing for being the spreader of vaccine misinformation. Right. There's something much deeper at work here. I don't understand what it is, but the, they've removed like a hundred episodes of his podcast, which I think is. Strange. I mean, weird. Like Eliza Schlesinger, well, who's just a he, comedian. They removed has, that ob- object. He has removed it because if if Adam Curry's report is accurate, then if he wanted them up there and Spotify pulled them down, he can release them through other platforms. Contractually, he has that ability. So if if it's like getting fully disappeared, then he's given the okay to that. Interesting. Well, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, it, there's a there's a whole website dedicated to like which shows are missing. And there's some weird shows in there, man. Like like I said, Eliza Schlesinger, who's just a comedian. Michael Malice shows were Michael, deleted. Two Michael Malice shows. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but man, this is really, I don't know, just, it's kind of a nothing story. And it, it's yeah, it's the, a nothing it, story. It's the media who's angry at him for bringing in more views than they have. Yes. yes and they want, are looking for any excuse they can to take him down. But the main reason we got here, though, is because Peter McCullough and Robert Malone went on there at the end of the year and kind of, you know, put a lid on this COVID thing, a nice bow about what a big sham and fraud it is. Those two mm-hmm. episodes remain though. So I don't know. Something deeper is at work. It's a it's a uh it's an odd thing to watch. Those, those two episodes remain, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those two episodes remain. He did have Sanjay Gupta on. Yes he did. He did have Olsterholm on to yes. kick this whole thing yes, off. Yes he did. Well, that's that's Adam Curry's theories that it's uh, just an open mic. Anybody can get out there and say whatever they want. So maybe that's the case. Maybe he's an unwitting dupe for getting a message out there, or maybe and podcasting is overtaking the legacy media because legacy well, media yeah, stinks. Pe- people like people like interview shows that aren't totally scripted and within the and they're as Tom Woods would say three by five card of allowable opinion. Yeah, and they're they're genuine. Whether you like the guy or not, or agree with his opinions or not, he's he's he appears to be a genuine guy. Yeah, he's interested in in, in finding out more, but he's genuine with with his what he's looking at. So that approach is it makes for good interviewing. You know. Yeah, he's. 
I guess what what kind of irks me is that he's always known a lot more than he's let on. <laughs> I mean, the guy's been friends with Alex Jones for, you know, 30 years. Like, he knows what's going on. Like, yeah. the whole, like, I'm just a dumb jock. I don't know. You know, what do you think about this? And I don't know. It, well, the, I mean, did, did you watch, if you haven't, uh, did you watch the Tim Dillon uh, with Alex Jones on Joe Rogan like a year ago, two years ago? Oh, I saw part of it. But. Oh, that is worth it. It is that is two hours of pure, like I turned it on and I couldn't stop watching it. it was yeah. So good. That's where we got the infamous. I gotta admit, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, it was amazing, amazing video. It's so good. Anyway, uh, where do we go from here? So this doesn't work as well with that. It's one of these cheesy uh, TikTok highly edited videos where the same person is having a conversation with themselves dressed differently. Mm-hmm. So every time there's a break in conversation, realize that it's supposed to be someone else talking, even though when it's just the audio, you can tell it's the same person. But uh, this, uh, let's see, what do I have it titled? I just thought this was funny on you know, it's funny because it's true. Uh, gut health, gut health is how I have it titled. I'm so glad we finally got together. Oh, you buy your loose leaf tea? That genuinely surprises me. What do you do? I just responsibly wildcraft forage and organically grow herbs and mushrooms to make teas depending on my family's needs. That's cool. Are you guys still buying your milk? I'm telling you, getting a cow has been such a game changer for us and our health. I guess all that milking has kept you too busy to keep up with your kefir. I saw that bottle of Kavita in your bag. I have really embraced making so many different kinds of ferments for our family. Kombucha, kefir, beet kvass, june, sauerkraut, kimchi. Our gut health is impeccable. I know you were hoping to start making your kids clothes this year, but I couldn't help but notice Rivers was wearing Carter's. It's their organic cotton line and I got it thrifted from the penny rack at St. Vincent. Speaking of Rivers, are you thinking of starting solid soon? What will you feed him? Well, I'm torn between liver pate or soft-boiled yolks from our pastured organic holistic herbally managed hens. What about you? I can't remember. Was that a picture of Wren eating store-bought purees as a baby? That's not fair. That's before I knew about Weston A. Price. We both know better, so let's do better. <laughs> so if you, someone posted that on Twitter and pointed out that it used to be the liberals that were into the natural health thing, and now it's all like conservative Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all no, the conservative Weston Twitter, A. Price. Yeah. And, yeah. Conservative Twitter legitimately is now just I can't believe this. I'm going to move out. I'm going to buy some acreage and move in the middle of nowhere and homeschool my children and work, you know, and yeah. and raise cows. And <laughs> some herbally managed pasture-raised hens. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah, she's I thought on, it was funny. There's, she's so, on the so, other foot now. Some of the comments were like, some people are like, I have n- I know she was speaking English, but I have no idea anything that came out of her mouth that other people are like, is it bad that I understood everything? <laughs> Weston A. Price, raw milk, getting getting a cow has been a real game changer for us. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I saw some millennial somewhere, to, not even millennial, Xenial, Z- Gen Z. He was talking about how he he gets strawberry milk from a strawberry. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, they showed it to some farmer and he was like, show me the udder on a strawberry. <laughs> Anyway, all right, all right, moving right along. Yeah, it makes as much sense as almond milk, I guess. What's wrong with almond milk, buddy? Well, you know, you can't milk an almond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. You just rinse, I think you just mash it up and rinse it, rinse, rinse and all, rinse them off, rinse them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the comedian making jokes about being fully vaxxed and boosted and shingle vaccine and so Jesus loves her more and then almost instantly falling down and cracking her skull that was uh, that was something but kind of have to see the video so yeah yeah that was something for sure Uh, so maybe maybe if you're you know really into vaccines you don't uh, don't drag Jesus into it as endorsing your your behavior there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually saw her today or yesterday, uh, fresh out of the hospital. Like, by the way, it had nothing to do with COVID or the vaccine. I just had this issue, and she like fractured her skull when she hit the ground. She fell so mm-hmm. hard. Um, yeah. Really weird, really weird stuff. About as close to a lightning bolt from heaven as I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's your words of wisdom are uh, don't when you're promoting the vaccine, don't bring Jesus into it. Yeah. So Jesus loves me better. Yeah. What? That was uh, maybe the Pope would agree, but yeah, I don't know. That was pretty scary to watch. I mean, it's kind of sick that people were laughing. Oh yeah, but it, uh, that but, but with with the timing, people thought she was like joke falling, like as as a gag. Yeah, Jesus so, loves me better, haha. And then, yeah, whack, whack. She falls over and cracks her skull on the stage, and people start laughing. Just yeah. unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well, we gotta. I've got work hassling me, so I gotta. Okay. Wrap it up, but you got anything else? No, I don't. Uh, What was I going to say, though? I was interested in, you had the Oklahoma schools clip in here, or Oklahoma schools story in here. Yeah, so it's a school choice thing, so hopefully some good news coming. Um, I think it's just a proposed school choice bill. Yeah. So Throwing money at it. Some Some of the worst schools in the country here in Oklahoma. Well, throwing money at the public schools, but the school choice part is good because you can, if you're not sending your child to public school, you can get, I think, $3,600 for other stuff. So, Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Per year or whatever? Yeah. Wow. That's what awesome. the, either for like a private Christian school or I think you can do it homeschool at least to cover supplies and stuff like that so interesting well very cool yeah i'll look at that okay 
Well, thanks for uh, doing another show with me, Andrew, and uh, let you get back to Thank work. Thank you, Tim. So, sorry, I missed your. Uh, I made you miss your golf thing. Yeah, and and are are we still playing golf on on let's, Friday? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I'll meet you. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a message. Sounds good. And we will then uh, talk about stuff that we won't be able to remember if we talked about in real life or on, <laughs> on the podcast. So. <laughs> but, wreck. but it's okay because next week, do we do we want to tease our big our big show next week? It's up to you, man. I'll leave it up to you. Usually, I just say special guest next week. But if you want to, you want to well, tell the, them who it is. Yeah, the Babe Ruth, the pop podcasting, James Corbett. There you week. go. So. Awesome. Well, so, yep, tune in next week for uh, a bigger and better show. Much bigger and much better with m- more better audio. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-